Uh, greetings, friends. It's your Chapo for the midweek. Um, you know what? Uh, let's just kick things off right away. I'm really excited about this. This is a major coup for us. Uh, we've got on the line now Ted Cruz to talk about a bit of the Twitter kerfuffle he's gotten into this week. Joining us now, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. Ted, are you there? Ted, are you there? Ted Cruz, Senator, I'm going to correct you there. Senator from the Republic of Texas. Uh, Senator representing Americans of family values and market values across these great lands. (laughs) Ted Cruz! I mean, yeah, you you have a consistent, clear, conservative vision. You know, anyone who's followed your career uh, is aware of that. But what I want to ask you about, you know, you had a, a, a bit of a, you know, I guess, controversy or little thing this week on Twitter where it seemed like your Twitter account. Um, Great website. Fantastic website from our partners in Silicon Valley. Twitter.com. Social networking microblogging platform. Happy to reach members of the faith-based community across this beautiful land. Well, uh, one, one of the things you reached um, across this beautiful land this week was it, it seemed like you uh, faved or liked on Twitter.com something uh, from an account called uh, Sexual Posts, which was a two-minute video clip of a a stepmother uh, coming home to see her stepdaughter... um, Getting railed. Yeah, being uh, uh, engaging in fornication and then um, pleasuring herself manually while watching them. Senator, how do you respond to charges from Breitbart calling you Senator Bangbus? You know, a lot of people have said a lot of things about me. A lot of people have said that I look like a melted uh, marionette puppet from uh, (laughs) Mr. Rogers. A lot of people have said that I look like a a, a discarded bukkake from the remnants of the Alamo. (laughs) It's just it, people have made note of the fact that 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 the the actress in the sexual post um, does bear a certain resemblance to Heidi. Why do you hate heterosexuals? I mean, I don't. I don't hate heterosexuals. I'll ask you that directly. Why do you hate heterosexuals? Sounds like maybe I've been trapped into some kind of liberal, liberal far left interrogation here. And I would just have you know that uh, this can all be addressed in my upcoming filibuster on the sit on the Senate floor. Uh, where I'm going to make everything quite clear. Heidi's going to join me, a couple of nice ladies from my office. It's going to be, uh, if you want to stream it, it's not going to be on C-SPAN. You have to go, you're going to have to go to tedcruise.com, and you're going to need a download code, and you're gonna, it's going to be $4.99 for the live stream, or if you want to pay uh, $19.95, you can uh, subscribe for six months. <laughs> it is automatically renewing tedcruise.com for all your liberty and free market uh, release needs. <laughs> Do you think? Come here, sweetheart. Come here, sweetheart. Do I? Do I remind you of Ronald Reagan? Do I? Look at look at me from the other side. God damn it. Yeah, that's right. Reagan-esque. I'm only a couple inches shorter. But look what these inches can do. I want some very important primaries. It's head. Is everything? Ted, is is everything okay? Well, I'll tell you what's not happening is, I'll tell you what's not happening. I am not being held between the bosoms of a lady like Roger Rabbit. I am, I am, Ted Cruz! I am not, I am not being squeezed between the Jessica Rabbit-esque bosoms 
of one of my long-time staffers here in my congressional office. That's right, baby. We don't need a gay cake. We're going to make a constitutional... We're going to make a cake along constitutional principles. And we're going to fuck in the batter. That's right, sweetheart. Get ready for the 69th Amendment. Ted Cruz is about to blow. With Heidi and the staffers there, it sounds like you're making a constitutional sandwich. They've all got their mouths shut. They've all got their eyes blindfolded. And Ted Cruz is having his way. (laughs) I (laughs) love... I like the new senator, Ted Hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I think he's cool now. Ted, what about those of us who are into to family values, but we have, let's say, divorced parents and we're really into step family values? Ooh. Well, I tell you what, dismiss the man and send the woman on down. <laughs> uh, Ted, uh, Ted. I'm about to go. I'm, gonna, I'm here. I'm, I'm ready to filibuster oh. now, baby. Oh. 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 Well, uh, Ted, uh, th- thanks so much for joining us and uh, clearing all that up and, yeah, and, and you, premiering man. on the show, TedCruz.com. Everybody's there. Yeah, pr- it looks like I've got enough uh, cruise batter here that I'm going to go ahead and smear it on my face for that uh, beautiful Ted Cruz face sheen you're so used to seeing. Absolutely. Senator from yeah. Alexis, Texas, Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Cruz, we wish you the best of that. And please give your best, uh, our best, to, to both Heidi and, and your staffer, Janet. Well, I'll give you your best if you want to join in. And, uh, we're always looking at someone to fill up some of the other budgetary Okay. Wow, that was something. We are back. I gotta say, guys, props—real significant props to Ted Cruz for so convincingly making people believe that he's attracted to female human beings, which he clearly isn't. Uh, I don't believe for a second that he saved that thing. I don't believe for a second that he's attracted to female women. Now, to be clear, we're not saying that Ted Cruz is some sort of closeted homosexual. Not at all. all. It's just like he's not. Human exactly. sexuality is not something that really... It, it is beside the point to yeah. him. He, has, he doesn't perceive people that way. They're, fo- they're meat to him, basically. <laughs> Ted Cruz! Ted Cruz! <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully Ted will be, uh, will be coming back. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's your Chapo. We're back again. Um, we got a, we got a great show for you the, uh, this week. But before we start, just to do a little house cleaning, a little show business... I want to let you guys it's all not you guys show friends. Show business. <laughs> I want to let you guys know uh, at the top of the hour here that uh, starting tonight we will have our first run of Chapo Trap House posters available to purchase. The link will be in the information for this this episode. You guys will get first crack at it. It is uh, a great design. Uh, you may have already seen by the artist uh, Apocalyzzi. You probably know her from Twitter. There are going to be two sizes available, but it is the uh, the great. Uh, poster that Apocalyzzi did based on our first role-playing tabletop uh, game theory episode, the the pizza in the gate episode. So uh, 
look in the, uh, like I said, the show description for a link if you're interested in buying those posters. Posters. A lot of you have normal apartments that have gaping holes in the walls. <laughs> Maybe you have some spider egg problem you never quite got rid of. Maybe there's just like a lot of sauce on the wall and you can't get it off because you never cleaned it off because you have to do a business deal. These are all normal things that you have in your apartment. But you're not going to hire a maid because that would be fucked up. But you are going to put posters over it. And you're not just going to do something like some lame normie would do, like t- say tape, tape, roll it into a, you know, a little ball in the back of the poster and then adhesive it that cucks. way. That's for cucks. What you do is you just take random gobs of duct tape and slap it on the edges of the poster. That's the normal thing so to do. So it looks like a small child put it up. That's <laughs> normal. Have you ever needed a place to put your social security card that isn't your wallet? Put it in a in, in, in a vase and put that That's in the room. That's not my social security card, you fucking piece of shit. That's my brother's social security card. The problem is I don't have a social security mo- card. That's why my mom has to send my immunization records so I have to go to the social security office and you know tell them why. I guess you have to give them the records and be like, this is why I have a podcast, but uh, (laughs) fuck you. Well, I was going to say, maybe I was going to say, maybe you're one of our listeners that's currently tunneling out of prison and needs something to like, you know, put over the giant hole in your cell. Wow. I'm buying six. (laughs) But again, uh, shouts out to uh, Apocalypse. Check out her stuff. If you haven't done so already, she will do a custom uh, Twitter Avi for you for a small fee. But uh, the, the poster's really cool, and we hope you guys like it. Posters for posters. Oh, exactly. yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you're, yeah, you, you people are too cool to get a Boondock Saints poster. Or actually, you're not cool enough. It scares you because <laughs> the movie's too real. <laughs> <laughs> to kick things off for this show, this is sort of a special show in that we are talking about instead of doing uh, our normal you know, rundown of uh, the news and uh, current events and maybe a, a reading series, what we're doing on this episode is a little bit different. We're doing... A single topic, and this was sort of inspired by like something that we sort of came across accidentally last week, and then we thought it would be a good idea to do a show. This week's show is going to be all about the weird and wonderful worlds of conservative political cartoonists it's and the, cartoons. It's the Chapo Comics Cavalcade. <laughs> yeah, you guys are used to our smart shows where we you know, talk about the Noid or we notice <laughs> that a movie from 2006 is bad, but you know, we're going to be having fun today. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to cut loose and, and examine uh, a genre of art. It's a subgenre. Like there is the category of like newspaper editorial cartoons, which is al- already uh, you know bad. No, they're known for you know being not funny, incredibly poorly drawn, and just generally like the the scribblings of sort of octogenarian cranks of all mm. stripes. However, the conservative editorial political cartoon is a subgenre that I think can really best be compared to outsider art, you know, sort of like, yeah. like the works of Henry Darger. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, like if that. Henry Darger got really riled up about hip hop knockout game thugs. <laughs> instead of, uh, yeah. instead of alien butterfly like small girls children. with male genitalia. Yeah. Um, they, they, well, the thing that Henry just, Eichenwald. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing about the comparing Darger to conservative uh, political cartoonists is that their understanding of human anatomy is similarly <laughs> skewed yes. and bizarre. Yeah. So we've compiled sort of a, we're going to take a, a sort of tour through what I think is sort of the, the masters of the forum, some of the highlights of like the, the, the best artists working in this genre. And uh, I don't know, where, where, do, where do you want to start? 
Well, day by day is fresher in our memories. Right? I think we should save day by day. Yeah, I think that's like okay. that, that's our, our our finale. All with. right. How about uh, well, you like this one? I want dry bones. Okay, dry bones, dude. One okay. of my favorites. One oh, of I, my favorites. I wasn't really familiar with 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 dry bones. It's but, really simple. It's it's like a two word elevator pitch. Zionist Ziggy. Yep. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's about a lonely old man who talks to his dog about Israel. <laughs> <laughs> the drawing style is incredibly simplistic and there are often many of them are single panels and there's just no joke whatsoever i've got a few right in front of me i think you'll enjoy uh this one is he's of course he's against bds this guy is very 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 pro-israel i think he was born in brooklyn or something like what that what do we know about the, the person what is the first of all who's the guy who draws and creates dry bones i looked it up but then i didn't care uh, <laughs> Jeff- jeffrey goldberg <laughs> Uh, okay, here's one. Dry Bones. This one's called Stop the BDS Bullying, and it's uh, it's Ziggy. Uh, he's <laughs> holding a man by the co- a much smaller man by the collar, and the man is holding signs that say BDS, Jews out, boycott Israel, Jews out, BDS. Okay, so they repeat. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the, there's another title called Fight Campus Anti-Semitism, and then a bubble that says, if not us, then who? If not now, then when? And there's a dog, and it's the man's dog, and the dog has Stop BDS written on its chest. <laughs> okay. It's, so that's like the level of humor. Well, uh, there's here. a couple things going on here that I think are indicative. Uh, I want to I get down, drill down into okay. the actual content of this, but I think there's a couple things in this single comic strip that's indicative of the genre at large. So you begin with uh, the incredibly uh, amateurish artwork. Um, then another very important thing about um, political cartooning is that it, everything has to be covered in words because yeah. there, can ne- there can never be any question or ambiguity about what everything in the cartoon is supposed to represent. But what I like is that sometimes there are so many words, it, it muddles the meaning of it anyway. It's so direct, you have to wonder if it's about something else. It's like, like it says repeatedly, like, Jews out, and it has some, like, Holocausty language about, you know how terrible it is when people don't buy soda stream but it's just so in your face you're like are you sure this is what it's about because i don't know well wh- okay first of all wh- why does the dog have stop bds written on him the dog who looks like spuds mckenzie is against um bds also it's, it's very here, here you go Matt. he's a lacoud lacoud dog and also, uh, what what is is Dry Bones the name of the character? The sort of Ziggy no, I don't character? actually understand the name because Dry is something that would refer to humor, but Bones is that also like an old comedy term? Dry Bones is a condition you have after you're <laughs> hit with white phosphorus for for being anti-Semitic. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, well that's well the, the, the actual like speech bubble, which is again, it's not clear if it's a speech bubble. Like the words are like badly placed in it. They're they're connecting. It could be the, a poster. The border of it could be a thought bubble. It could be a speech bubble. It's not clear. But it is a reference to Primo Levi, which I think is also ironic because he was known late in his life for sort of turning on Israel during the first Lebanon war and then killing himself after a particularly mean uh, commentary magazine piece. Whether the two are related or not, hard to say, but he took a lot of shit from right-wing Jews in America for, quote, turning against Israel. If you'll notice here, the student being uh, uh, beaten up here, the uh, the BDS student, is wearing what appears to be like a a medieval uh, neck ruffle. Oh, that is supposed to be a kefaya. Why does one guy have four four posters? Because no one's in BDS, and uh, you know it's like a marginal movement of anti-Semites, and that's why we have to talk about it all the time and be terrified of it and make it illegal. 
Right, can we, can we go to yeah, there's let's a, there's a, here's a few more. Uh, he's also a big fan of Jonathan Pillar and thinks Jonathan Pillar should be Hero. free. Uh, here's one. Uh, this is Ziggy again <laughs> talking directly <laughs> to the audience. Eli Lake face directly into the camera. Uh, I believe his name is Mr. Sholdig. And so this is Captain Mr. Sholdig's advice. The way for Trump to now save his trip to Israel is to bring Jonathan Pollard with him. Isn't it Jonathan Pollard first of all? Pollard on Pollard. Pollard. Jonathan Pollard. Pollard. Well, when is this? It's Kafifi. That's Kafifi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Kafifi. Oh, check this out. Okay, Person so, of Kafaya. Uh, and here's another one. This is a, a, a caricature That's of Pollard. Yeah, that is the, the best picture he's ever on. No, that looks exactly like um, uh, the Rob pol- Reiner? Yeah, yeah, Rob Reiner. It looks like Rob Reiner. I always yeah. thought Wait a minute, that's uh, not Rob Reiner? No, that's, that's Jonathan Pollard. That's Pollard. I always thought Pollard looked like every guy who gets a lot of UTIs and like later they find child porn on his computer. Uh, that's like a type guys? of guy. That classic guy. No, that is a type of guy. Lived your the, life more thoroughly, U- you would know that guy. The UTI <laughs> child porn guy. Well, he just has like a UTI look in his face. So, for those of the for those of who maybe aren't, Jonathan Pollard was a guy who was convicted of spying on uh, He was doing espionage on America. I think he leaked secrets to the Navy or something to Israel and was put yep. in jail for it. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's been a sort of like lost cause for like the hard right. In hard Jewish right in, in Israel and America. Interesting thing about Pollard. So he stole nuclear secrets. The Israelis, it's not that they wanted them for themselves. They actually sold them to Russia. So Russia would do a population transfer of Jews, quote unquote, and just like losers who claimed that they like gefilte fish, who could claim Jewish, so they could offset Arab birth rates. Because, you know, Zionism is normal. It's a regular thing to believe in. It's a regular thing to do. There's nothing wrong with Israel. You're anti-Semitic if you say it. The hardest thing you can be is just like a type of white person with a slightly different name who sometimes looks different, like your eyes look different. That is basically the same as being black. And if anyone ever says that it's wrong to steal nuclear secrets and, you know, if you're a guy who has child porn on his computer and UTIs, to do that so you can have a population transfer to keep up your fucked up ethnocracy that's only existed for like... Since 1948, then you're racist. Then you're like the same as the alt right, and we'll never stop crying about it. We'll never stop crying about how we're the most oppressed minority, even though there are 70 horrible magazines where we can be like, how it's hard to be a Jew on Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, Virgil, uh, for the Jonathan Pollard uh, cat cartoon here, the, the, the caption that just restates what the first one says, but underneath it in parentheses, you just wrote. Neil Hamburger voice. Oh, right. So no, would you like to the, read no, this? The next one should be right. So he uh, does okay. four panel ones. And actually, Matt, you do a good Neil Hamburger. Could oh, you do this yeah. one? So uh, what, am I, what am I doing at yeah, this point? Just uh, read this comic to everyone in the Neil Hamburger okay. voice. What are you doing? Oh, sorry, you doing? sorry. That one? Yep, this All right. one. Uh, so, so uh, Will, you do the other guy. Okay. So this is, the, what, this is the guy with the newspaper talking to another guy. Neither one of them are the Ziggy, I should say. Egyptian exports to Israel are increasing daily. <laughs> That's nice. Not really. What they're exporting to Israel is a flood of their unwanted African migrants. (laughs) Holy shit. Holy shit. No fucking way. (laughs) This fucking rules, dude. Now... Oh my god! <laughs> is, 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 <laughs> spitting, spitting your bow tie. They're good. Would you? Would you drop uh, muddy water into a pool? <laughs> can I do the other? Like, how can Donald Trump save his trip to Israel? Bring Jonathan Paul 
Earthworm. <laughs> oh, dude, this is so fucking good. Is, is Dry Bones? Is it, it's not syndicated in any newspaper. This is just a web. It comic, is. It's right? in the Jerusalem Post. <laughs> oh yeah. God. I love. I love. I love how there used to be like uh, like Jews were notorious for like we were good at comedy, and now it's like this. <laughs> That's how bad at like be, being an ethno state is. It's true. I mean, you can't you can't make a stronger argument that Jews really need to be diaspora because American Jews very funny. Israeli yeah. Jews not at all. Yeah, think not about all the all. funny American Jews like Sheldon Adelson, Chaim Saban, uh, Jared Kushner, Mar- Mar- Marty Perez, <laughs> Marty Perez, Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> classic <laughs> prankster Jeffrey Epstein, now, social experiment, secret plane, <laughs> <laughs> the social experiment going on a trip with Bill Clinton. <laughs> now you would say from the drawings that you've seen so far that this is. Very bad artwork. This is terrible. just terrible. Awful. Now wait for this Trump caricature coming up. Okay. You will you will plot. Oh hell yeah, dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my no way. That's not great. <laughs> not good for bad. Folks, dry bones is skewered me. <laughs> I will be stepping down. Uh, I I don't have the words to describe this. This is like an MS well, Paint drawing oh, are, someone would make as a joke. <laughs> are we, are we, can we create some sort of document that we can link? We have yeah, to. We, we should otherwise, this is an insane endeavor. This also endeavor. this should be a meme. Frankly, this Trump. Did you get a look yeah, at this? No, Brendan? we absolutely need to put this out there. Or else, it's just as insane describing things. Okay, People there, need to be there able you to look go, at them Brendan. While they're listening. Okay, exactly. uh, so here is this uh, this Trump. Uh, you you have to look at this. I I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to describe it. Yeah. Kind of looks like they left Donald Trump in a hot car. <laughs> no, it's like Peter Griffith. It's like somebody. It's Peter like Griffith. Peter, Griffith, kind of, Peter Griffith. Peter Griffith. I'm gonna whatever. say I don't, know, I don't watch that show. I don't know what his fucking name is. He's like Peter Griffin if they took the glasses off and gave him Donald Trump's hair. Uh, he's not even Donald Trump's hair. This is. It's, it's like a surfer guy's hair. To yeah. me, it looks like you know how like on the the, the new like. In app, like Apple Instant Messenger, you can like draw shit and send it as a text to people. It look, this looks like it was drawn with a finger on on a, on a like a cell phone screen. Well, okay, yeah, the art's not great, but you can't beat this comedy. Yeah, let's read the caption. Oh, yeah, yeah. Read this the caption. A really senior member of the Trump team told Israel that the Western Wall is part of the West Bank and not ours. Yet another advisor that Donald needs to fire. Nailed him. Oh, my God. Uh, now, now, as bad as this one is, look at the next one. Look at the next Donald Trump here. <laughs> <laughs> Holy that's shit. That that's like Hillary. Hillary. No, that's, that's supposed Hillary. to be Trump. No, that's Wait, Hillary. Wait, no, that's got to be Hillary. No, that's see, Hillary. Uh, read the caption. Okay. The swamp drainer asked the swamp things to vote for his proposals, and they wouldn't. Yeah, that's... That's got to no, be No, the Hillary. swamp drainer is Trump. It, yeah, it that is. is Trump, yeah. It's it Trump with... Like with uh, no, that's Trump. No, that's Trump wearing lipstick, it yeah. appears. And with oh. Hillary's hair. Oh, so he's saying Trump is taking hormones since <laughs> he's been in Washington. This is very, like, blue velvet. Okay. I like, I like these, uh, these swamp creatures that just look like turds with teeth. It's, once again, really good art. Well, n- not just the art, but this also this, this gets to another <laughs> uh, trope of the genre, which is the unbelievable lack of anything even resembling humor a joke or a punchline nope. <coughs> like it it, it 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 again very inscrutable what's yeah. being done here yeah and mallard fillmore is similar to that yeah i mean everyone says like humorless sjw's and like yeah all the five billion web comics about like a girl with an uneven haircut who like yells at guys is those aren't good, but they have punchlines. Like the they punchline, try the pun- to be funny. Yeah, the punchline is like, uh, well, why don't you go read Fight Club 
fuck ass, but uh, one of those compound swears. But it has a set up, a build, and then a payoff. Yeah, but like, this is just like a guy yelling at you. Compound swears. This is a guy who looks form of comedy, but at least it's an attempt. This at is like if you've ever had an older relative who demands you go on birthright for some reason. It's the same I type of experience. That. Not yes, so, you. I've you, never you're had Jewish. that. You're Jewish. No. Last name right. is Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's consistently mad about the UN. He thinks Gazans are uh, rabid dogs that should be starved. You know, pretty standard middle of the road stuff. He's, yeah, he's a moderate, radical moderate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this next one, I you'll have to explain this to me because this is the most right. forgot to tell a joke. <laughs> Let me put on my so hubbard hat. Real quick, uh, before yeah. before you do that one, as you were scrolling through, I just saw one where it's the uh, it's the it's just a single panel. It's just the old-looking Ziggy, and he's just saying the, the state one? of Jordan is Palestine. No, that's the one I was going to oh, show okay. right here. No, that's uh, that's that's the Zionist argument. Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. Is yeah. that the Palestinians just need to be absorbed into the country? Jordan is Palestine. Right? Gaza is Egypt. That's and he's that, like shrugging. That's like saying, uh, well, actually, it's not like saying because this is correct. We don't need Israel because we have Long Island. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but the Jordan thing isn't. So this is like a big argument they made. I don't even. Yeah, it's one. It's like it's like you less hear it in fervent Zionists. I mean, you hear it in those. But the people who make this argument the most are like American Ned Flanders evangelicals. Like that's a real Christian thing because they like sort of like weird misinterpretations of Old Testament geography, and they're like. You know, they're very nice. They'll, like, give you cookies if your house burns down. But then they're like, hey, the Palestinians can go live in Jordan, Italy, Jordan. Well, and most refugees are of Jordan, so they say, why did you just them all there? Yeah, PF, PFLP actually did go to Jordan and yeah. pissed... Uh, King Hussein off so bad that he just fucking murked thousands of them in one night in September in the 70s. The Black September. Yeah, Black September. Here's another single panel one. It's from the department. That's why they have the steam sale now. (laughs) (laughs) It's from the Department of Stupid Explanations. Oh, good. Uh, It's the man talking to the dog, and he's saying to the dog, Abbas asked Israel to cut off Gaza's electricity. So we did. Well, boom, got him. Here's another thing that I don't get about dry bones. Does the dog ever interact with this this old Ziggy, or is he I just don't, looking? No, the him? dog never talks. The dog is just so. This He's is a man. Just an old, this is an old man, man talking to a dog about about Israel Palestine. But the, but the dog doesn't like talk to him like Garfield or anything. Or, this, or repre- no. this represents American Jewish families who are like one of the like worst ones, like the Kushners type family, where. All the kids are jockeying for inheritance so they can like make their hip hop themed restaurant in East New York with mm-hmm. armed guards or with fake bullet holes in the wall. And so they just stare at their shitty grandfather who like made a lot of money because he short sold the King David Hotel in nineteen forty eight. <laughs> they just stare at him until he's done talking, until he's done saying, Well, if you marry a Jewish girl, you can have my boat. And uh, <laughs> but he's so used to just no interaction. Except for like, we love you, we love you, Grandpa, or like, uh, Grandpa, I'm gonna, you know, major in uh, fucking Zionist math at Wesleyan. You're getting such a window. Yeah, that he just forgets what it's like to talk to anyone. So he just talks to the dog about Jonathan Pollard, and it's the same experience as talking to all his grandkids that are all named Hunter and Jordan. My, My favorite thing about this one is that the dude. Drew the guy's eyes so close together that the two circles intertwined, so it looks like a Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. And then he just said, fuck it, that's good enough. <laughs> well, it's a missed opportunity because, uh, fine, I get it that you're just trying to lecture people about Israel, but I don't know, you could like have an, a, another panel that's the dog doing something funny, you know, something redeeming. Isn't that the premise of cartoons? Yeah, it's the, 
the dog uh, shooting flares at a flotilla in Gaza. <laughs> well, I was thinking the dog would like eat the man's dinner while he's just like senile and talking <laughs> yeah. to the television set. That would be a great comic strip. Yeah, that would it's be just hilarious. The dog acting like a dog. Yeah, but uh, the problem is that this guy is supposed to be cool and smart and not someone that the dog is ignoring while he eats his hungry man. Uh, the last one I have here I selected is uh, it's about Bernie Sanders. It's uh, called At the Seder, A Place for Everyone. Having seated the wise, the simple, and he who doesn't know to ask, Mr. Schuldig invites the wicked son, and he says, hey, Bernie. Ah, oh, fuck you. Okay. Fucking nailed him. Well, that, that, fuck that, you, that, Bernie. That, that, that does have the semblance of a joke. That is kind of joke. That's actually clever. Th- there's yeah, a that's gag the most there. joke-esque yeah. of the things he's put out here so far. So uh, the last piece of information about this guy, his name is uh, Yakov Kirshen, and he's got an Indiegogo called Help Fight Anti-Semitism <laughs> with the Dry Bones cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I really wouldn't call that what Dry Bones is doing because <laughs> you heard what I've been saying for this last yeah, exactly. It did yeah. not decrease anti-Semitism. Yeah, I, I would say that I mean, uh, the amount of anti-Semitism that was spewed in the, just the last 20 minutes we've been talking is more than any amount of Hasbara he's done in his entire career. Yeah, I single hand like Sheldon Adelson is going to need like $3 billion to counteract what I just did. <laughs> he uh, has raised $42,000 and he says his next step is to create an online <laughs> Dry Bones Academy of cartoon <laughs> advocacy and activism. <laughs> We need to empower a next generation with the tools to speak out when impartial journalists remain silent. A next generation who will have the tools to speak out against the enemies of civilization who incite violence against Jews around the world while they rape, murder, and crucify Christians across the Middle East and Africa. And to do this, we'll need $100,000. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know... Yeah, that's pitched to the McMansion dipshits in suburban Dallas. He got money, though, and it's like, you know, I see why. It's like the Dry Bones Academy for Drawing Cartoons, the Billy Joel Academy for Driving... The the, the, the the center for authentic cartooning. Yeah, <laughs> the Eric the Eric Clapton Center for Window Safety. Now, on, the, on this anime, on this animation, <laughs> all here, names associated. Uh, here's them. the guy who makes the cartoons. Here's some incredibly old woman. And he's here's some ancient. very young, like he's uh, got nice dry, boy. He's got dry bones. Uh, it's a dry boy. Best part about this is uh, donations of five hundred dollars or more are tax deductible. Why? <laughs> Who knows? What the fuck? <laughs> yes. Oh, if you want to support dry bones, <laughs> why? you will get a tax deduction. What? Does he have a disability or something? Like yeah, why? Wait a minute. That, is that a, wait a minute. That sounds like a scam. <laughs> that sounds like we need to contact the government about this. I'm not in favor of calling police. But you know what? Though, if we show Trump, deductible. if we tro- show Trump the c- critical cartoons. He's gonna get audited. That's it for uh, oh, so that's it for dry bones. Moving guys. on from dry bones, can we talk about one of the the more classic like newspaper uh, cartoonists? Oh yeah, I like know exactly yeah. who you're talking okay. about. It's America's 29th favorite duck, <laughs> Mallard, <laughs> Mallard <laughs> Fillmore, icon, icon of conservative comics. Speaking of comics that never even come close to having a joke or a punchline. No, not at yeah, all. Yeah, never. He's just a duck who's rude. He's just this smug prick. <laughs> In a fucking PUA outfit, lecturing you about the estate tax. Yeah, Mallard I Fillmore. I hate that goddamn duck. What a fucking cunt. That's, so, that's so irritating because when I was a kid <laughs> in our local newspaper, we had a, a comic section, and then they put two comics on the editorial section because they were political, and it was 
Ballard Fillmore and Doonesbury. Yep. yep. But yep. the thing is, is that like half of Doonesbury is just like, hey, are you going to the farmer's market tomorrow? It's like, I don't know. Before we start on Ballard Fillmore, I fucking hate <laughs> Doonesbury. Well, yeah, dude, every sucks. fucking Doonesbury strip is just like boomer and Gen X sexual psychosis. Oh, it's of, like, of like, uh, uh, I cheated on my wife, but I feel bad because I'm friends with the woman I cheated on. Uh, I don't want to go to yoga. Uh, <laughs> shut right. the Wait, fuck well, up. That's the thing. That's what's so infuriating because, like, that, so the two political cartoons that would be on the editorial would be that person like whining about their quinoa or whatever, and then the asshole duck just making a point by point argument about why we need to invade Iraq. Yeah. It's like one of those is actually political and the other is just indulgent horseshit. That's how you make people Nazis is when you're like, these are the only two things you can be. Yeah. Uh, Mallard Fillmore has been syndicated since 1994 by King Feature Syndicate. And correct me if I'm wrong, I can't remember the name of this comic, but there was another political cartoon with a very similar drawing style to Mallard Fillmore. It was called like Shoes or something. And it's like its main character was a chicken who works as like a DC journalist. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. It was a duck. It was a duck. Another okay. duck. It was a duck. I remember his stupid face. <laughs> and it was, and it was also incredibly fucking boring. This was like no, at least it was, from it the eighties, maybe seventies. But it was boring. No, it was. Yeah, it was just like, um, did you hear what the lobbyist said at the bar? Like some bullshit like well, that. Yeah, I remember that. He also wore a little outfit. It, yeah, yeah. yeah it, what yeah, was yeah. it called? Shoes, right? It was. It was called, you were absolutely right. It was right. called the shoeish question. <laughs> uh, that's what cartoons used to be like. It used to be just like uh, people, you know, talking about something they wanted to do, like Gil Thorpe. It was just about like a kid in high school who played football, but all the comics were like, uh, Gil, go to the supply locker. And then the guy at the supply locker is like, Gil, uh, if someone's half black, should you let them sit at a restaurant? Because it was made in 1953. <laughs> and it, that's what you used to do because everyone was on uh, barbiturates all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is what he looked like. And you're right, he was a chicken. It was a chicken. That's what she Yeah, like. yeah. Oh, I remember that oh, one. Oh, it was just yeah. called Shoe. Just yeah, Shoe. Yeah. Uh, Fuck that guy. He sucked. So, <laughs> Mallard Fillmore is, so is about an anthropomorphic duck who works as a reporter and is, of course, a conservative, very snarky. And, like, uh, the recurring image from Mallard Fillmore is just the duck saying some quip and then looking right at the viewer, <laughs> making these snarky eyes. Like, yeah. Quip is way him. too generous. It's not, it's more like just something you would say under your breath that you later get referred to HR for. Uh, some of the characters, some of the antagonists, the libs in the strip are Mr. Noseworthy, Mallard's boss. <laughs> who's a triple parentheses. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Noseworthy. He has a very big nose, it's true, and he's a parody of political correctness in America. Oh, yeah. Uh, according to Wikipedia. He's also a fan of smoked fish. Yeah. He loves smoked fish. He loves ruining the white gene pool with immigration. <laughs> Uh, Chet is a co-worker of Mallard's. He is an arrogant, vain, superficial, Botox-injecting, clothes-obsessed Caucasian male. In a series of strips in late 2003, he discovered he is a metrosexual. Ooh, topical. Ooh, okay. Uh, among Mallard's allies are Dave Quat, a conservative Vietnamese man. And now this is a trope that you see uh, over and over again in these cartoons, uh, just inventing a, a black person or a Muslim or minority of some kind, and they're just giving him all the uh, same opinions of it was the original Vivian James. Yeah. Yes. And it's this is kind of what the Bernie bro thing is. You just like it's like Joan Walsh's plus me tweet. It's yes. like, well, actually, everyone who agrees with me is like a multicultural coalition of people, and everyone who's a fucking idiot lib in my office, they're actually white. Uh, Mallard Fillmore publishes daily 
And God, they're just so terrible. They're way too boring to even think about. But Bruce Tinsley, the artist's personal life, is very engaging. Oh, this guy rules. So the first like big thing that happened with him is everyone ignored this comic. It was just fucking garbage. And uh, until America the Book, the the Daily Show book came out, which did a you know a decent parody of Mallard Fillmore. Uh, I've got it right in front of me here. Oh, I'm sorry. There we go. Uh, <clears throat> this is the duck. Liberals want to tie the hands of industry with more environmental legislation. Why must we punish our most productive citizens with an income tax? Oops, I forgot to tell a joke. That was that, that is, was in America the book, and that yeah, is yeah, also right. that is every ex- single Mallard Fillmore exactly. Comedy. Bruce Tinsley uh, either got mad at this or was just very opportunistically trying to invent a feud between him and John Stewart. So he did an entire week of panels uh, with a uh, a caricature. Oh man! Oh, oh man! Whoa! whoa. <laughs> Holy uh, shit, dude! Each one. Each one had the exact same premise. Uh, I, I can't read all these words. <laughs> Holy fuck. Wow. Okay, guys, all that stuff I said about dry bones, I take it back. We do need a Jewish state now. <laughs> You're going to get programmed by Bruce Timsley. Uh, dude, the Holocaust is going to happen to us with guys like this. Holy shit. He did a whole week, and they all had the same kind of model, uh, three bubbles of text that are stupid, and then John Stewart at the end uh, saying something like, oh, uh, I'm John Stewart. I have sex with children. <laughs> and this is proving a point that that's, there's no... I'm sorry. There's, there's. That wasn't the argument. That wasn't what the book was satirizing. Uh, just like by putting words in Mallard's Fillmore's mouth to make him look like an asshole. The point of it was obviously that your comic isn't funny. It's fucking yeah. sucks. And your retort is, uh, no, you're so fucking Jew. The retort is uh, John Stewart saying, and I'm, I'm reading this verbatim. I didn't create that fake cartoon. It was one of the drunken underage boys at my sleepover. <laughs> Holy shit, this guy invented the Mike Cernovich playbook of just like anyone who says anything about me is a pedophile. Can we move, can we move on from, uh, from from Bruce Tinsley and Mallard Fillmore? Oh, to- sure. Oh, oh, the, oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Right, right. right. The, the, the last interesting part about Bruce Tinsley's personal life is in 2005, he was arrested for a DUI. And okay. <laughs> nice. Again, you know, this is another recurring Hero. trope when it comes Hoover to conservative political cartoonists. And what made it very interesting is that about a couple years later, uh, the judge in Bruce Sinsley's DUI case was up for re-election. And Bruce, in his nationally syndicated cartoon, attacked this <laughs> local judge. <laughs> and I've got the comic in front of me. Uh, Hi, it's judicial candidate Roddy McG- uh, McGilvery. Again, reminding voters not to waste time examining the records and qualifications, <laughs> uh, quote, scare quotes, of all those aspiring judges, alder persons, and coroners on the ballot. Just vote the straight party ticket. Support the proud American tradition of, quote, coattails after after all, in the un- if the unqualified can't get government jobs, what can we do? That is a man Nailed who is him. not mad. That is, he's not mad about his DUI. That proves he's innocent. Oh my god, this is fucking awesome. I just like the idea that like his editor or whatever in fifties, like this is like a syndicated newspaper column, that, a cartoon where he's using it to attack the judge in his DUI his case. Fuck Tennessee or wherever. That 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 fucking hey, rules. Dude, I totally yeah, that rules. Like, what do we what do we have this podcast for if not to have petty feuds with people who've slighted us? Can you imagine if someone believed in us that much? They were just like, sure, like whatever grudge you want to make your show about, go for it. I trust your art, your judgment, and your punchlines that are. Guys, like, let's do it. <laughs> you know. 
Uh, Let's start calling out people who have like wronged us in our lives. Uh, I only have like a few pages, <laughs> people. All right. Well, next week we come with our grievance list, and then we're fucking. We're just gonna duck hunt all of them. Oh, d- duck hunt. Yeah, we're gonna Ballard duck hunt. Filmer. We're gonna no. duck hunt everybody who ever duck fucked with us yeah. in our lives. Rubber Cat, one of my favorite people online, has been uh, observing Ballard Fillmore for several years now, and uh, from his website, very good examples of. We should we'll link to it in the description. Very good examples of what a fucking hack Bruce Tinsley is. Uh, one cartoon from January two thousand, the Liberal Lexicon two thousand. Uh, there quotations uses a singular possessive pronoun. For example, someone left their bike in this yard. Mallard says this. Politically correct attempt at being gender neutral was actually endorsed by the National Teachers Association. Need what? any better proof that it's just plain wrong? What? Again, no joke. Then uh, he wait, he's a, he's a, he's a, he, he he he's he's angry because the pronoun there has replaced the, in, the gendered in, pronoun, presumably. Uh, Oh. But if you don't know who left the bike wait. there, why wouldn't you say there? Well, then, you have to gender as much as possible. <laughs> you got to gender every day. word. Yeah. We need to turn English into Spanish. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need gender for everything. Rubber Cat's caption is, thinks about the issue really, really hard over the course of 17 years. 2017, Mallard Fillmore. Okay, how about we just use it for everybody? Because they, uh, singular, is just wrong. What? I, no uh, joke. I just, I can't imagine getting angry about any of this. No, uh, but no, but, I mean, but yeah, this is a uh, like I said, the, the audience for Mallard Fillmore must be in their like oh, 90s. late hundreds. You know who the, <laughs> yeah, dude, you know who the who audience the fuck like, reads comic strips <laughs> for Christ's sake? You know who the audience for Mallard Fillmore is? Do you remember the email we got in the show account the other day after my piano article where there was a Reinhard Heydrich joke in there, and it was from a guy with an AOL email address that was like. Leave Reinhard Heydrich out of your articles, Jew boy. And then it said sent from my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> that is the audience. Well, the thing for about Mallard the thing about Mallard Filmer is, I, I guarantee when Bruce Tinsley files, you know, draws these cartoons, he's thinking to himself, "Ooh, this is really gonna rile up the loony left." But no, nobody has ever gotten mad about Mallard Filmer. No one, yeah. No, the most emotion he has ever pulled out of a political opponent is just bafflement of like, what, what is yeah, like, this w- even supposed to be? Why does this exist? You know. Yeah, I this is way way past this expiration date. But why don't we move on? Uh, yeah, I'd like to. I, I, there's a couple artists that I, I want to highlight. Uh, the first of which is um, the political cartoonist known as Bronco. Mm. Mm. Bronco, strong entry. Like you know, Branco or I, I don't know. It's like Bronco. He, uh, you know, he uh, he has cartoons uh, at, a, uh, he, at a place called Comically Incorrect. Ooh. AF Bronco this guy's a cartoons. Cad, dude. No and, holes um, are barred there, friend. Yeah, that's and, right. And like, you know, he's he, I, I see Broncos is, is I think he's syndicated a lot on like uh, right wing blogs. I, I, I see yep. his I see his work crop up there. And again, like he has a he has a style where they're like this, this is the, the traditional editorial cartoon where it's like a single panel and like a ton of things that are labeled. But he, what I think is interesting about Bronco is his complete inability to caricature caricature his targets of his political satire or whatever, because it's just like <laughs> the inability to like capture in a pithy way his, his opponent or, or the person he's, he's tilting at. It's just, they, they just, not only do they not look like the person that they're trying to portray, it doesn't really capture anything at all about their personality or whatever. Like, for instance, you know, Here's one of uh, (laughs) (laughs) this one. It just goes so bad. This is uh, terrible. This one just says, "Where is Obama's manhood?" And it's a cartoon that portrays Obama and Michelle 
And then Obama has his hand out, and Michelle is like reaching into her purse, like, presumably to like get her get 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 his nuts. And and he goes just till after the Ukraine crisis. And Michelle is looking very sternly at him and reaching into a handbag that's labeled Michelle. And what I <laughs> what I want to note about this is that okay, like they do the classic thing of doing Obama with the really big ears, but he also has like a pot belly, which is funny because Obama isn't fat. He you know like he was pretty slender guy yeah and also they're really into drawing michelle obama as fat and having like they, they're obsessed well, with and manly arms. i mean she's yeah. got these giant arms there and, and they ma- always yeah. are implying that she's a guy <laughs> all of the michelle obama caricatures from right wing cartoons are that she's a dude that's the implication and and the other thing is like they're with, with the right wing uh uh cartoonist portrayal of Obama, some of them like the I think Michael Ramirez is another one who goes completely in the opposite direction and just portrays Obama sort of like as a stick figure, kind of like a stick insect looking creature with just giant ears. And I think some of them go fully in the opposite direction because the temptation is always to just portray any black person as sort of ape-like or sort of simian in their features. Mm -hmm. The uh, former New York Post editorial cartoonist, Sean Delanis, was actually had to be let go because uh, right it was the same week that uh, that chimp in Connecticut went insane and ripped yes, that yeah, woman's yeah, face yeah. off. Classic apes and, went, and was and was shot by the police. I think it was the same week as Obama's like stimulus package, and the the, the cartoon was two police officers shot dead a chimp, but the chimp was like labeled Obama's stimulus or yeah, something. I remember that, and uh, it was just a little too little too close for comfort, for, even for the New York Post. All right, moving on. I want to talk about uh, now uh, Ben Garrison. Ben Garrison ben- is, you know how we say a lot going on? Probably the most going on ever is Ben Garrison. Ben Garrison story. is a little bit different than these other guys in that I think he's like a slightly better artist. Like he's pretty good at like his lines and like what he's portraying is more uh, complicated than the normal editorial cartoonist. Yeah. But it's like... What's funny about Garrison, particularly in his portrayal of Donald Trump, is not that it's amateurishly drawn. It's just his mentally projected image of Donald Trump is so hilarious. Hello, handsome. (laughs) Because he always, it's like he's this muscle man. Yeah, he's a a V-shaped Adonis with a giant flowing mane of hair. Giant flowing mane of hair and not some ridiculous comb over slash wig. He's not perfectly fucking rectangular. (laughs) Like the real Trump is. <laughs> yeah. He's not a perfect cube of gelatinous oh, fat. Oh, you, you know what Trump looks like? The uh, energy shields from Dune. <laughs> I, okay. Oh. That's good. Uh, Watch the movie, it. please. Uh, but what I like about Ben Garrison is that, like, he what he does is he takes the normal editorial cartoon thing of, like, labeling everything, like a... A guy will be like pulling a like it'll be like Obama pulling a big a big weight, and the weight will just be labeled like the debt or something, and he'll be like, "Why can't our economy take off?" And it's like just says, you know, uh, the minimum wage or something is holding mm-hmm. it down. Bronco does that, but like he oh he's very generous, and he, that he provides such a wealth of information and characters in each one of his his panels. They're yeah, fun that, that everything, everything has to be labeled. Which ben I kind of like because it's, it's, it's not a conventional political cartoon. It's so busy. It's like a, like a big like Where's Waldo illustration. Yeah, it's almost like it's like kind of like an optical illusion almost. There's yeah, so much like going you on you're sure you're missing it. something. Yeah. If you stare at it long enough 
uh, Trump's dick pops out in three dimensions. I, I just, they make Trump into John Bastow. That's the fucking best thing. Like a man notorious for being fat. Just look at Trump's head. Look at his, Trump's chiseled jawline. Trump's jawline, there are no sharp lines to it. It doesn't begin or end anywhere. He just has like a fat sack of custard around his head. But in this one where he's driving. I want to describe this one. This is a, it says Trump Ranch. And uh, Trump is driving a, a giant Cadillac with like steer horns on the front with a big T and the license plate says Made in America and it's a convertible and Trump has a big 10-gallon hat on that says MAGA. And what he's doing is that he's driving through like a big mud puddle that's splashing onto a figure, uh, like a, a, a figure that's supposed to represent journalism that's just a uh, like a... A body with a with a CNN television a, a television head and a yeah. CNN logo, and the the media CNN is saying you're all hat and no ka, and then splash and Trump says more cattle. Okay, and on the other side of the road, what I think is interesting <laughs> is all the cattle at the Trump ranch, which are labeled as jobs, TPP canceled, better trade deals, wall, SCOTUS. And what I like about this is that it implies that he's going to get out of his car and slaughter all of them. <laughs> they're yeah, all just going to get a bolt in their head as soon as he no, uh, gets out of his cows are, Cadillac. The cows are smiling here. Yeah. Well, they want to die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as we all do. In, we all want to be killed by our blessed Lord God Emperor Trump. These are like the, the Garrison in the same way. What, what what Da Vinci was to the Renaissance. I think that Garrison kind of is to Geo Hell. You know, our current period. And. Uh, Garrison also, um, I also like him because not only does he portray uh, the villains, you know, the, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Bernie Sanders, the Barack Obama's, the, the campus PC leftists, uh, he also portrays the heroes of the alt-right and, and the MAGA people in that he has loving portrayals not just of Trump, but also of people like uh, Stefan Molyneux, Milo, uh, does he ever draw on Cernovich? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He draws yeah. Cernovich all the time. The, so, in the yeah. uh, Safe Space cartoon. <laughs> yeah, the Safe Space cartoon is really good. Uh, can we pull up the one where uh, it's I'm, I'm, asteroids coming down on dinosaurs? Yeah, the I'm asteroids are like PJW. I'm looking through it now. Ooh, I haven't even seen half of these. I think this is... Oh, cool. Yeah, Steve Bannon. Oh, this one's cool. This one's uh, this one held up great. Uh, release the Bannon, and it's uh, a gigantic Steve Bannon, the Chthonian monster. It's a take on release the Kraken, yes. but it's, but it's Bannon. Sounds nothing alike. And he's got these uh, uh, octopus arms and is, uh, you know, choking out uh, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, uh, uh, holding Hillary, and the Hillary one is labeled cankles. I gotta say, <laughs> that is, that is the, his most accurate uh, representation. That is very Bannon-esque. Yeah. Just the grotesque kind of Cthulhu look. I think it's funny that he's, he's portraying Bannon as an octopus, like with the octopus is usually the, a, a trope of, you know, sort of right-wing populist anti-Semitism, yes. and Bannon is, certainly represents... The that in our culture, so maybe it is accurate. Uh, oh, and this one, this one's uh, fantastic. Just for the uh, just for the, the the Lovecraftian themes of it, it's the one where Trump has a, a, a like a septic vehicle called Trump's draining service, and something to drain the swamp. And uh, there's a a massive green sort of a monster. swamp thing. Yeah, this cyclopean creature labeled the Deep State (CIA) demanding, "What do you think you're doing?" And uh, swimming around the swamp are uh, Hillary and Obama. And uh, there's John Podesta as an octopus holding uh, satanic symbols and a piece of pizza. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> we should get him to do our next poster, frankly. We should get him to do our book jacket. Yeah. Uh, 
I legitimately like his art a lot. Like, it, I think he has a very interesting style. I think he like draws. He's people. better at, at capturing the likenesses of the. I mean, obviously, his portrayal of Trump is absurd, but he is better at capturing the likenesses of of these various figures. Wait, he definitely he definitely has the, the hottest movie. Trump. The safe space one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like Stefan Molyneux yeah, is arm wrestling somebody and his yeah, 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 biceps yeah, yeah. says logic uh, and his triceps says reason. <laughs> I, I just I love the idea of somebody being that infatuated with the with the mental powers of a 60-year-old psychotic in Canada. In the short term, I found this one. Uh, oh, yep, this, this one's is, This awesome, is a great dude. one. It's uh, awesome. Trump, who's... Trump's here for no good reason. He's just holding a long print out of paper. Trump but has no idea who Stephen uh, Molyneux is. Yeah, it's Stephen Molyneux, and he's holding a another piece of paper called The Untruth About Donald Trump. And he's popping all of these bubbles of screaming SJWs, oh, yeah. saying things like, Trump's a racist, Trump's a misogynist. And he's popping each one, and the pops, are, uh, his pins are labeled logic, reason, evidence. And Stephen is saying, not an argument. Yeah, that's just kind of his catchphrase. Uh, is it really a catchphrase? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's his catchphrase. What a shitty catchphrase. Whenever, whenever, whenever people he wrote a fucking book called uh, The Argument. You know. uh, and here's the one, Felix, you were talking about. Oh, this one is so good. Okay, so at the center, we have Stephen Molyneux, who's sort of like a weird Canadian man who makes videos where he screams and cries and is... Like he thinks that he was tortured as a child because his mom made him wipe his ass or something. And it, uh, he always just looks like he's broadcasting from a bus station bathroom. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, it's like the Dan Quinn videos where he was in the Starbucks bathroom and then he was like, uh, "Crazy Joe, I'm gonna stew you in your grave." And someone knocks on the door and goes, uh, "Are you done in there?" And Dan goes, "I'm busy. Come back." <laughs> That's Stephen Molyneux. But anyway. He's debating with an Antifa guy whose squiggly, almost fentanyl-ravished arm says name-calling, and it's quivering. And Stefan is saying, autistic screeching is not an argument. (laughs) (laughs) And his bicep, Stefan's bicep says, logic, reason, evidence on the forearm. And he's, like, jacked, even though Stefan Molyneux, like anyone who does YouTube for a living, is sort of like a pear-shaped dullard. (laughs) Then we have Gavin McGinnis, you know, fresh off of, you know, really getting at Islam by snowballing with Milo <laughs> and, his, his, and his wife leaving him uh, is shoving a microphone into like, I think it's it looks like kind of like uh, it's like a goatee and long hair. It's uh, a manlet. So I would say like uh, Jesus from uh, fucking Big Lebowski. Yeah, he's urinating himself. There's a, yeah. a Molotov cocktail on the ground, <laughs> which he's not using. Yeah, he's like, and, oh no, not Gavin McGinnis. Uh, uh, then it's <laughs> Kiara. I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> Looking one at, of those chicks that they all honk off to. Yeah, she just she any Pepe once. Any normal looking woman who's like uh, the West rocks. They're like, I'll fucking die for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't call her a thought. There, there's 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 Mike. There's Mike Thurnovitz. Oh, he's doing my thing. He's doing what I do. He's protecting a woman. Yeah. Except it's the Statue of Liberty and it says free speech. Yeah, he's saying I'm here to protect you while uh, cradling the Statue of Liberty. Who's holding a copy of Gorilla Mindset? <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Oh, this fucking. This, this is, is great because if we did right wing cartoons as a joke, it would be exactly this. Yeah. This um, is really good, dude. Uh, the, the 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 other thing I'd like to, to point out with this one, the the, the, the other the other figures um, is in in the lower left hand corner. There's there's a a girl, Lauren. Is that Lauren oh, Southern? Lauren Southern. Lauren Southern. Yeah. Okay, Lauren Southern, and she's wearing a, a hat that says MAGA, and she's saying free speech is a okay. 
And she's making the, the oh, old, she's, and she's triggering them. Yeah, she's making the them, okay yeah. gesture, which um, uh, the fucking Shaggy from Scooby Doo is like freaking out about. Uh, also, I want to point out right here: here's a Molotov cocktail on the ground labeled "violence." <laughs> <laughs> I, Garrison is really good. Garrison's He's a fucking yeah. auteur. Like Garrison, there's a lot. There's a lot more uh, to talk about in in, in, in his work. Yeah, than, because uh, all those other cartoons we talked about, except for Dry Bones, like they all made us kind of depressed because it just sort of uh, kind of boring, kind of boring, and like no <laughs> jokes or there's nothing really visually interesting. But Ben Garrison is like. He's like Kojima. Like, he's created this whole parallel world that's a little more exaggerated than ours, but it's true. It's like you can't deny that when you see a Molotov cocktail, you're like, that's violence. You can't deny that when a guy comes on campus and tells uh, the Young Republicans Club not to come, that that's like the Statue <laughs> of Liberty. You cannot deny, and it is all logic, it's all reason, and they're all heroes. Okay, let's okay, get okay. to the last all one. Right, all right, well, okay, like the movie. So the last one that, that we want to highlight here, and this was the one that was sort of the uh, the genesis for for the right wing cartooning episode. Yeah, is a, is a cartoon strip called Day by Day. So that this is good. like this is a deep cut because this is like I was familiar with this back in like the the early aughts. This was like the, some real blogosphere shit, and Day by Day was a cartoon. That was like widely read on in the right wing blogosphere. It got like Glenn Reynolds would boost it all the time. Mm -hmm. While I was doing research for this, I found a Glenn Reynolds post where he's like, "The only reason uh, Chris Muir's Day by Day isn't syndicated in every newspaper in America is MSM bias," which is hilarious yeah. to me because this is the most deranged out of every <laughs> oh, one of these comics. This is a comic that started. I guess like in like the early aughts and like yeah. the early days of the blogosphere and like every one of the big right wing bloggers would have like a day by day widget yep. on like the side of their blog where you could like just check in every day to see the new day by day. What day by day was, it was like it started out where it's just basically these four two couples who are like sort of cool cosmopolitan yeah. young people yeah. who spend every day of day by day <laughs> talking to each other about obscure like blog like topics so they're like <laughs> did you see what fire dog lake said about our president like yeah, you know, like, that's yeah, all yeah. of it and it would I, just recap like just internecine blog co uh, conflicts but what was what's amazing about day by day is that as the the strip went on it started out where it would just be like a tiny figure in the corner and some huge block of text about like uh, I, what were I, like just the bizarre controversies of a bygone era that make no sense anymore, and like they, they, but obsess these people back in the day, like some obscure disrespect of George Bush or something even Obama did. However, as the strip went on, not only did Chris Muir, the artist, get progressively more insane to the point where there wasn't even any political content or jokes being offered. Oh, one, one point, though, you should discuss the visuality of it, because that makes us pay off even bigger. <laughs> it looks like circa 1995 Microsoft clip art. Yeah. It's just, like, absolutely... God, how else would you describe well, it? Well, I don't know. Like, he, he, he draws his character, like, they're all very, like, young and cool, and, like, the women in particular were always very, I guess, in his view, very hot. And, yeah. And sort of, like... Yeah. But as the comic went on, and I guess, like, the blogosphere sort of went out in favor and, it, uh, you know, it was replaced more by social media and, you know, right-wing online people, you know, sort of got turned on to harder and harder stuff. Yeah. And day by day stopped getting those, like, instapundent links. He started to, like, beg more and more, like, not beg, but, like, fundraise for money more directly from his readers. And he began doing that 
with you know a strategy I respect, which was just making his comic strip more and more pornographic, right? <laughs> to the point where like now he's still doing he's still doing cartoons, and in almost every one of them, there's no punchline, but it's just the, his female characters being naked. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's. Uh, I th- I think it did start as the fundraisers where it's like uh, if you give us twenty five dollars, I'll draw like this woman who looks like Aaron Insurance, like fucking the guy, <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking the general. I, I want to read. I want to read. I just want to read one thing uh, from his list of characters. Like I said, it, fo- it focused on these four main characters, or like you know two different couples. And uh, I just want to read here. Uh, this is the description of one of his characters of Zed Owens. Zed Owens is described as a laconic, goateed product designer who is frequently worried that he may be over the hill. He was born in Gonzales, Texas. So keep, and like, and then, yeah, he's, he's drawn in this kind of, you know, cosmopolitan, cool way. He's a product designer. He's a graphic designer. Then it just says, it goes here, here's the turn. It has been revealed that he is a former special operations sniper who has since been recalled back to duty in Iraq, whereas one strip revealed he was actively hunting insurgents as a sniper once again. Wait, here's Sam. This is Chris's own description. A smoldering redhead who finds herself a mom of two daughters at age 40 with husband Zed. An engineer, she's often in conflict with her overwhelming femininity. Uh, That means big tits. Oh, no, my tits knocked over my science stuff. Uh, So... (laughs) <laughs> you want to you want to yeah, describe I, this one? I, I, okay, so this one, wow! What the uh, so fuck? This is like this is like the cover to that Radiohead uh, album. <laughs> this is <laughs> fucking jarring. I don't even know like how this is. It looks like he put his weird faces like o- over real photos of women lounging in mud, but then like filtered it. Did some Photoshop filter over it, and it's his female <laughs> characters rolling around <laughs> naked in the mud, and one is saying. Zed's hands felt so good on me because I'm too strong a woman for soft antifas in those pajama <laughs> Pajama boy, a great reference to be making in 2017. Timeless classic. They never the give other anything says, up. Zed felt great, huh? You can't have my man. And then she says, not him. Don't you get it? There are no men out there. I, I want a damn... He goes, I want, damn it. I want a man. And the other one says, but a man will demand you be feminine, not strong. Well, they do. What do they find feminine? And then someone, like like a shadow <laughs> off screen, like like standing over them, says, "This does her for me, ladies." Meaning that they're like naked, rolling around in mud. Oh, he's jacking off on them. <laughs> he's, he's being. So, like, so that's the that's that's the punchline. That's hit, but like it's coming from him, Chris. No, Miller? it's like a no, no. It's like a disembodied male character just being like, "This does it for me, ladies." The dark thing about Day by Day is like it's obviously totally irrelevant. It's been irrelevant since like Red State, you know, took off the widget so many years back, and he just like, but he still ekes out a living from a small but devoted fan base of horny senior citizens, people who have the internet but are not aware that you can get porn on the internet. And I want to read you some comments to the comic that Will just described. Oh, no. Okay, no, you, you got to read it. You got to hear oh, it. Oh no. <clears throat> Guess y'all got different story. standards for feminine there in the zone, Wade, because those roid-like ripples on Sam's bot are freaking me the fuck out. 
yeah, yeah, I know it's the mud, but still, hurry up with the hoses, girls. If I wanted to see you all covered up, I'd rather it be in pretty little commando sundresses. I'd, the same what? guy makes another comment. I don't care what the shadow knows or says. Get the mud off. Hey, maybe a good Texas rainstorm will come along and the girls can hand wash each other. Now, that'd be feminine. Oh, wait. Well, that'd be sexy anyway. Sorry, Pam and Co. No guys need it for that, but they'll come around for the hosing later, no doubt. <laughs> this guy is at the public library just jacking <laughs> off. Uh, now here's a good one. This is from Z-Man 51. Oh, my Chris, my old friend. love the Looney Tunes wide eyes in panel four from both Sam and Sky. <laughs> two nubile young females clad in, two nubile yound females clad in nothing but good old Texas mud. I got mud. yound. <laughs> Surprised by a man, Sam, because it's not Zed and Sky, because it is a man, not her usual castrated libtard accidentally having XY chromosome, <laughs> exhibiting a great oh shit response. Love it. One question, though. In panel two, Sam's word balloons are white while skies are yellow how is sam wearing the dress she took off and smacked sky with in the face while the panels three and four after appearing nude and sky wearing her dress i know it seems nitpicking but if both are supposed to be naked then damn it i want to see both naked oh and one other thing the adrenaline fight or flight rush brought on by a sudden surprise as evidenced by wide eyes certain other cycle of physiological effects occur one fairly common effect is the nipple erection this is brought on by the same involuntarily muscle contractions causing Goosebumps, adding the cooling effect of the mud dry, especially on the nipples. Both bears should be, quote, out and proud. <laughs> this is the forgotten man that Trump was talking about. No, that's Dennis Rader. <laughs> He's fucking texting from inside the oh, prison. dude. Wait, I got... I, I got I got one here from another. This is another day, recent day by day strip. Again, impossible to discern what the joke is at all. This is the first panel is just the back of an S, a, SUV. One one speech bubble says, "You ATF guys, your emperor won't like you perving on a diplomat's wife." And the other uh, speech bubble says, "Whose wife?" Next panel is two women again nude, uh, standing in what appears to be a swamp, and one character says to the other, "They're both naked." says, thanks, mom. Just say you were on a diplomatic mission to, oh, mom. And then the other one says, Skype, put all your clothes back on now, please. So he's portraying a mother and a daughter being Nude naked together. Being, being naked together. This, um, is, this is what happens is when Is that you, about this, Fast and Furious? This is it, what happens. It could be yeah, Fast yeah. and Furious, but in the comments, someone, the first comment is, grandmas are hot. TG, my wife isn't none yet. However... And then what next comment says, wow, the apples didn't fall far from the tree. And the next one says, I would say more than apples, and they haven't fallen far. <laughs> this is <laughs> what happens. men in prison. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's... single one of these people needs to be chemically castrated. <laughs> Chris uh, Moyer probably has like a condition Muir. for Chris his M- parole. Isn't, isn't allowed to like be friends with women or something. So he just hasn't talked to a woman in probably about 35 years. And as a result, he's like, what would two women do together? Oh, they'd be just walking around a swamp with their tits out. <laughs> they'd probably be scissoring their twats in the mud and talking about uh, the estate tax, I think. I, I want to highlight another one. This one is from one of his fundraising pitches. Oh, God. And the bottom is two women, again, nude, <laughs> dressed like the Spartan 300, one saying to the other, near 10,000 readers come here every day, an army. It's only possible because of patrons who stand with us for the year. Close. We need the other 20% to join us and hold the hot gates. Again, making a classic reference to the Spartans at Thermopylae. And he has a little like fundraising bar where he's like, 20% left to go. 
and, and then like he, he is now drawing himself addressing his audience and he says help us keep their hot gates open so, so he's just become sort of like penthouse comics, yes. but for really horny old conservatives. By war dads. Yeah, by war dads. Guys who like comment on the Raytheon Facebook, these are the guys who are like, can you draw more labias? Well, <laughs> like, do those guys not know what Pornhub is? No. Well, Felix, you'll like this one. Uh, this is another comment by Z-Man. Oh, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Year- Let's find this guy, folks. Years ago... <laughs> yeah. Years ago, I found out a friend of mine had been raped, and the rapist was only given 2.5 years. I asked her what she would have liked to be the punishment. Yeah, her. This woman exists. This and happen. what she said chilled me. First, build a teepee-type structure in a field out of gasoline and oil-soaked logs. <laughs> in the middle in the middle is a groin-high stump with three to four large U-staples and a butter knife. The convicted prisoner is brought in, stripped, and his penis stapled to the stump. The logs are then lit. He has a choice of cutting it off with a butter knife or burning alive. And if he does cut it off and makes it out, a hidden sniper blows his brains out. After recovering my composure and thought about it, I thought it would be a fitting punishment considering the physical and mental destruction the crime causes. Now, if only we can get rid of the snowflake saying it's cruel and unusual. But what is the cartoon that this is oh, responding to? Yeah, no, that's, be- that's the best part. Read, read the okay, cartoon. It says, okay, uh, Hun, my point is the only demographic to vote for the constitutional values over self are white American men. And then the other speech bubble says, married women do. I vote that way anyway. And you think like an engineer, a tiny sample of women voters. Do the math. And the woman says, "Uh uh-huh, have you done the math? And the guy says, honestly, I stop at 36, 24, 36. Is that a Branson that post? That reminds me of what an imaginary woman told me we should do to rapist <laughs> yeah. dick. Wait, no, no. But like, but, but there's, there's a big, a, book, big block, block of text. Oh, big and there's a big text. block of text under this, again, completely humorless, bizarre comic strip. Is Chris now speaking again directly to his audience? And he says, folks, I'm getting too old to keep up with 100 Chinese comment spams every day. So there may be comment <laughs> modifications soon. Also, with the new tune coming up, I can't thank pa- each patron individually anymore, which I loved. But I know you want DBD up there, not me gabbing. But I always answer email if you want to get in touch with me anytime. The email address will always be on the tune from now on. Smiley face. That's longer than the comic. It takes up more space <laughs> yeah, in the panel. Just... I, by the way, I think that the most interesting part of this is not the email, but it's him saying that it's Chinese spam bots. It's like, no, those are your readers. It's your readers saying that insane thing about the gasoline and the fucking butter life. But like, what in that comic, which is ostensibly about how women are too irrational to vote for constitutional values over themselves, unless they think like an engineer, which a tiny yeah. percentage of married which women do, man, which is would like a man. prompt... Uh, Z-Man's bizarre fantasy (laughs) about about how to execute rapists. Because as Matt said, this is Danis Raider. He's somehow commenting on day by day through a payphone. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> all of these guys are at, at best. Well, at can, no, wait, wait. Can you read the one, one about, about, Okay, yeah, yeah. one more uh, comment from Z-Man. No, <laughs> no nukes on Berkeley. Just use two thousand pound J dams on each and every classroom and administrative <laughs> building at the school. Then one thousand pounders on each professor's administrator's residence. Next, use laser guided two hundred fifty pounds. It just goes on like this. Could you read the one about smoking a cigar and pumping? Oh shit! I gotta find oh, that yeah, one again. Oh, but but oh, read yeah. the read the. Okay. I have to go like soon, but I want to hear this. Uh, so this is like the White House, and one speech bubble says, "Of course, I sent uh, B ones over the Norks. They put a man into a coma simply because he was an American." Other speech bubble says, "Sir, 
we have bike lock wielding professors doing that in California. Is mil is military action how your base would uh, want that you to handle that too? And then it's like a, a B-1 bomber, and it says, Berkeley, coming up, Major. Your pickle is hot. And the other guy says, Jesus, what a great target. And then it's Mitch McConnell going, Mr. President. And then he's saying, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Did you say my base or your base? Again, it's like what assuming the that, fuck? like, which one of their base wants the U.S. military okay. to carpet bomb Berkeley? I don't know. It's bizarre. Okay, one more, one last okay, comment yeah. from Z-Man51. I had a libtard bitch tell me to put that fucking thing, cigar, out before she kicked my ass. One problem, I was an Alabama law enforcement officer. I told her to back off as I was smoking long before she decided to sit down and make a scene. Long story short, a cop came by and told her to leave, and she started cussing and screaming at him, resisted arrest, so I assisted in restraining and cuffing her. That was fun, three exclamation points, smiley face. <laughs> Z-Man and the amazing adventures that definitely happened. Z okay, if there is not like a fucking seven terabytes of data, metadata on Z-Man yeah. at the NSA, <laughs> yeah, what is the point of it? Yeah. yeah. I just think a day by day to me is hilarious because of, again, I, I think it sums up everything we've been talking about, about the conservative worldview and the people who subscribe to this in that it's just like nonsensical, no jokes, deranged, extremely horny, and and like I said, the the diary of a madman. Yeah, I, like, uh, for for just ten dollars, you can see these characters fuck. So <laughs> you know, take a look day by day cartoon dot com. I don't know. Yeah, it's like I could look at literally anybody <laughs> have sex for free, or I could watch terrible photoshops fuck for ten dollars a month. Well, they're conservative. Okay. It's it's educational. Uh, also, a lot of the comments are like, mm -hmm, "Glad my wife isn't home right now." <laughs> oh god! I mean, if, it would your wife wouldn't like get jealous. She would just <laughs> like, she'd just be like, "Have you killed somebody? <laughs> like, what the fuck?" Well, this is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen online. Erotic cartoons for like guys who are over sixty is that's a pretty good hustle because Chris Muir, if he had been born thirty years later, he would just be uh, immediately be an anime mar uh, anime Nazi. Like I don't just know, I don't know. right, right, go straight to jacking off the anime. I think Chris Meyer would he would have gone through like whatever. <laughs> Who, cares? Who cares? Uh, he would have gone through like a litany of sexual retardation before he ended up at whatever he ended up on. Like maybe he would have like he would have moved to one of the countries where they still allow you to have a JO booth. I don't know. There's one way to settle this. He responds to all emails. Okay, let's email him. We're gonna email him, so we'll let you know. Well. To close things I'm gonna out. Go kill myself. <laughs> to close things out on a this week's show talking about uh, political cartoons, I would be remiss if I didn't get a shout out to Ellie Valley, who I don't know if you've been on Twitter this week, but man, oh man, has he made the worst people on earth angry by essentially yes. drawing them in a photorealistic way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, re I'm referring to Ellie's uh, caricatures of Eli Lake and and company. He's made Eli very mad, um, but. I'm happy it's to honestly say, a compliment. Yeah. I, I'm, I, honestly, I'm happy to say, though, or to announce to you guys, the listeners, that Ellie is doing the art for the Chapo book. So if you like really offensive cartoons <laughs> done by talented artists, then be on the lookout for our book and the great art done by Ellie. And again, please check out Ellie's book, Diaspora Boy. It's awesome. Go out and buy it, if for no other reason than to make uh, Eli, Eli Lake and Jamie Kerchick mad. Till next time, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. I